Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 189 of the Pika Smiley podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And uh, this week, Pirate got nerfed. Oh, finally. Hall of Fame closed, and we got some it. more hero talent trees. Not monk ones, though, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, got a couple of new talent trees. Yeah, um, yeah, but I guess oh. yeah, we can maybe we'll talk a little about the fire nerfs. Get into uh, how yeah. at least your progression's okay. going. Um, what do you mean? At least like, mine has yours not been going? Uh, yeah, mine's been going. No, nah, it's been fine. Actually, I'll, maybe maybe we'll talk about the nerfs first. Then we can talk we'll, about. We'll ta- let's talk nerfs first. I think that's going to be important for talking about prog. Yeah. So just to run through them. So Blizzard posted these uh like in the middle of tuesday actually it was kind of a little late i feel like yeah um a lot of it was data mine but essentially a couple of nerfs so first off they reduced the off lane targets from four to three on mythic difficulty basically one less uh debuff goes out one less the person you dispel they did not change any of the timings though so it still comes out at the exact same time yeah um, but it's four down to three not too bad uh reduced firex health by 10 percent on mythic difficulty uh which is great, allows uh, some quicker pushes in certain areas. Yeah. Um, they've also reduced the health of the big ads in phase two. So the burning and dark colossi now have 10% less health, along with uh, reducing the healing ads uh, health by 20%, both the little ads themselves and then the large ancient tree thing, um, which is which is nice. In conjunction with this, I think they've, well, I don't know if it's the same on par it seems like it hasn't really changed the cadence of healing but they've also started the heart of a mildrasil uh now begins stage two at 60 percent health remaining which is a, an, an increase it's an um, r not an l uh mirdrasil there, there we go. go uh and then final nerf p3 nerf they've reduced the number of corrupted seeds uh that are created in p3 after you use one of the good seeds from two to only one new corrupted seed um, which is probably of a lot of all these changes. I guess it between the health change and then that corrupted seed change are like the two largest ones, I'd yeah. say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some so some substantial nerfs. I mean, the health nerf, at least for us as we progress, it has allowed us to push you know P one much quicker. Um, and are are you skipping the second dream end? No, not that. So we are okay. we are doing the second dream end, but we are pushing essentially after the after the line things right after that so it's like yes. dream rend into blazes into frontal cone stuff and then we push yeah. essentially during the wildfire cast actually so that yeah typically the, wildfire yeah. doesn't go off but he'll like do the cast and then it cancels like right at the end so yeah um so yeah so right around there we're pushing so that, the health nerf definitely helped there it's helped in p2 our progression there we've been more consistently getting the big ads down um and healing, I guess, the little little ads, the the big tree ads, a joke to heal. That's my job, and it's it's very boring. We can talk about that progression wise. Um, but yeah, and so we've actually gotten to see phase three a couple of times. So no, oh, nice. Yeah, these are si- sizable nerfs, I'll say. Um, yeah. In the grand scheme of things, so so yeah. So I don't know how is uh, I kind of gave a little bit of a hint there, but how's your progression been? Uh, uh we are so we we toyed around a little bit with um. Oh, okay, so last Sunday we had fixed a bunch of our dispel stuff. Then they nerfed dispels. Those are now no longer an issue in any way. <laughs> nice. Um, and so that's nice. 
the HP nerf we looked at skipping second dream rend, it would have required us to commit too much to phase one. So we're not doing it. Uh, I know some people mm-hmm. have started doing that, but it's more of like a farm thing for them. Um, maybe it's something that like by the end of our prog on this boss, we could technically do it. But if we can't do it now, we're not going to get pulse practicing with it. So we're not mm-hmm. going to do it until farm. Um, our biggest issue actually was probably missing orbs in the intermission, which is just silly. Yeah. yeah um, we, we get that. But uh, we've uh, got through the first wave of ads in P2. Okay. Like, twice. Um, not gotten through cleanly enough to really progress to the next one, right? Mm-hmm. Like either uh, a, one of the Screaming Souls left up uh, in a place that we can't really get to it. Um, which just means that, like, you know, people go over and try and kill it, and then they clip more of the spirits of the Calderai with their blades while they're doing it, and then it all falls apart, or yeah. it just doesn't get killed, and then it sits there channeling its scream. They have an energy bar. I didn't know this. They have an energy bar. Uh, oh, okay. When the energy bar is full, they become CC immune and start channeling their scream. Interesting. I didn't realize they had an energy bar. Okay. Um, I I know that now because we had one that was left up in a bad spot and I was just like, okay, just trap it again and we'll see what happens. And then it it broke itself out of the trap and then (laughs) wiped us. Because uh, as they continue channeling their scream, it it starts taking for more and more and more damage. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you let them sit there and channel, uh, it very quickly becomes like, okay, you're just dead now. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I didn't realize I had that, yeah um well that's not too bad i mean that's i i will say that that's a i mean that's decent progress right because you guys have this is only what, like your th- second day third full day or something like that right on it oh, so let me see i don't um, I, don't, I don't remember it's uh we had what this friday sunday friday uh we have had the sunday before right so it's like, yeah we had like three we've had basically four full days on it because we killed tendrils so fast on yeah, yeah, yeah. that first day that we had on it and we were we were on this boss with three and a half hours of raid left that day that's basically a full night of raid yeah exactly yeah i'll count it as a full night of raid um nice. so yeah we're we're getting there i think one of the other things we ran into is some rough baits with the dream runs so playing around a little bit with the positioning of that to try and make it safer and more consistent and we mm-hmm. have something we're going to go in tonight to like adjust where we start moving from the second dream rend so okay. that we have more space to spread with the blazes after it yeah because it's a little bit of the thing where like it was some of the reason people die to the dream rend uh balls is that they're trying to not get hit by blaze and so they backstep into one yeah and so if we just have more space then that backstep is no longer lethal is the idea so. yeah that's a that's definitely the tough it's definitely tough. Like even for us is like, we have um, like, we still have, we'll have not ran, not, not as much anymore, but there are like certain points where like someone just gets a little too far ahead of the group on like the yep. final bait. And like, they end up getting targeted. And then it's like this rogue yeah. thing kills like three people. And you're like, what's going yeah. on? It's like, yeah. yeah. So. That, and then like the, the geometry of it is something that I think a lot of people have a hard time under like in, understanding into it intuitively. Mm-hmm. where yeah. like it's not just being far ahead of the group you can be actually kind of like in line with the boss but if you're really close to where the fire was to where the dream run was dropped that's actually just as bad 
Right, yeah. Because yeah, even if you're slightly off at that point angle-wise, it's going to be a yeah. wider angle at the end. Yeah. yeah. Where the rate yeah. is, yeah. And so we, we had a couple of issues on Sunday, last Sunday like that, where mm-hmm. somebody let themselves get pulled in um, and then sent a stray orb way to the side. Nice. nice. I have not had that specific thing happen Friday, but uh, did have some like bad rolls, bad blinks kind of deal. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, we've um, we've been making steady progress. I think I went into uh, like we went into this raid, like this raid week, just with you know we had gotten we had seen P two pretty not consistently, but I think we had gotten to at least the first Colossus down like before the nerfs, so a first set down, and um, you know going into like cages and getting that understood. So yeah. made some really good progress this week um, overall. So like now P two seemingly unlocked. We still get random Blaze clipping ads. That's basically how yeah. we wipe in P two now. Um, yeah. But we've gotten all of our cages under control, which I think is the dumbest like. Dumbest mechanic ever. Um, is it time for another rant about private ors? Well, I think it is. I think it's there is a couple things with it. I think number one, private or is definitely annoying. I think the other problem is the fact that healers can get targeted is extremely annoying. Wait, by and the like purple one? by the purple one or the okay. red one, you can get targeted by both. And so, like, the red one's easy. The red one yeah. is easy as a healer. Just don't click the button, yeah. don't hit the yeah. macro, don't get yep. put in like a breaking position. You're fine. But if you get the purple one, And like particularly the way that it works healing wise, if you haven't done the fight, is that like the ads walk in such a way that that as the um, line cuts across, like he he basically fire breathes the the souls down. The ads are just on the other side of that, right? And so the typical tanking position of fire rack is very towards the top edge of the platform, away from the heart, and the ads are just on the side of that AOE. So if you get the purple thing, you are typically as a healer going to be somewhere in that line. And you'll be trending towards going towards the heart away from the group. So you have to yeah. like quickly like either roll or like blink or pour. And like we I had it, I had it twice on Thursday. First time, didn't have my port down. So that's me, you know, not using every available thing. So as I'm rolling in, I roll basically it triggers as I'm rolling between the two groups and oh, we, we get somebody yeah. killed. Yeah. And then the second time had my port down but i port to the one that two people decided we're going to stack on this side so there's three of us there and then i'm trying to make a quick move but somebody else saw me port in so they were also trying to basically make the hero play and we ended up you know getting people off center so it's just that part of the like that should i just don't think it should target healers i just don't think like healers need an additional cage thing to deal with right yeah um but i know that then it just leaves dps to handle it so it's whatever but um but yeah, I mean, the we've been making steady progress. We saw P three probably about four, like limped in probably like four or five times, um, and had nice. maybe one solid like everybody alive. You know, get to basically the first seed drop. Yeah. Um, you know, and and start to do that. Get our assignments down to who's picking up what from a seed perspective, who's using it when. So, no, I think I mean I think we're. It's funny going if you if we would have had this podcast on Wednesday. I would have been like, we're here for another like three weeks of this. Like, I feel not confident. Like, we are mm-hmm. sucking mm-hmm. it up in P two, but we we had a really good Thursday. So nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 funny. Like, <laughs> I have the easiest job in P two. Like, I just healed the you big just heal the big ad, yeah. And the, it's hilarious. Like, I'm I'm like trying to figure out, okay, what can I do better? Like, looking at my healing breakdown, and I'll look at who I healed, and it's just like fifty million healing on the big ad, and it's like. 100 like 1.5 to 2 million healing across the, the rest of the raid in d2 <laughs> it's like it's so it's so like not 
yeah, it's not intuitive, but it's like for me, it's funny. Okay, I, I'm gonna say this. I still hate the fight. So let's think it's a terrible fight. But the concept of healing this big ad and some of like the little adjustments I can do makes it somewhat interesting and like not too bad. But like the the dispels and you know the dream runs are still just just awful like it's yeah. just on it's still like even like the reduction from four to three to me doesn't change anything in the overall like issue that i have with the ability and it, to be fair it actually makes it more annoying particularly if you're relying on a weak or to do this for you because like we haven't adjusted the weak or basically to remove someone from it because like it's very easy if like it glows and you're fine you know like every eight seconds you have to hit it but the way the weak or works is that it does it based on whose timer is up to dispel next Oh, so like if someone dis- dis- delays there by like their first one by like two or three seconds, then the backup person who didn't dispel the first one is now in the new the new like listing for the yeah. second set of debuffs. And then like yeah. sometimes you don't like sometimes you don't get a glow at all. Or we had some situations where like a player never glowed and like our like we've been you know we're turner pulls in like you dispel when your thing glows like that's sort of what we've done yeah. for basically you know eight hours of attempts and so. Yeah, relearning that was kind of annoying. So I wish it would have been, I mean, I would have fine if they kept it at four, but like, you know, doubled the time between applications, right? Yeah. Um, where it was like every 16 seconds it went out versus every eight. But um, yeah. it is what it is. So, I mean, it's still an annoying account, but we're making progress. I think, I mean, honestly, if we play well, I think, you know, from what I've read or what I've heard, right, P3 now is pretty like, I feel like we say this on a ton of end bosses, but it's like you get to P3 with everybody alive and like you need maybe like two times through it and then you've got it, right? Like it's I, like not I think a ton Razageth of was definitely like that. I don't think Sarkareth was like that at all. Yeah, I would say Sarkareth wasn't like that. I think you progress basically all the way through that fight. But yeah. yeah. I, but then Razageth, again, like on Sarkareth, P3 was like half of that fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the final thing. So it was a lot of the dance there, but yeah, no. I was trying. There were some other bosses too that were like, just get to P three and you're basically like no Therian was kind of like, was that. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um. What else? there was some other like mid, even like um da- like oh what was the egg boss because the egg boss was like that too the uh, one before oh Starcraft. oh Diurna Diurna was like that too yeah. where it's like you you get through the eggs cleanly you make that clean transition and it's basically like a free yeah. fight if you can hit your hit your cooldown so no I mean yeah. yeah so we'll see I'm fairly confident but it's just I'm. I am 1000% over P1. Um, P2 is keeping it interesting just because like, well, yeah. P2 is going to get boring because now I think I've got a good cadence down for how I heal everything. Yeah. Um, it feel, it, to be fair, it feels stupid that like I literally solo heal the triple big ad set. Like my healers, like if incidental healing hits them, that's fine. But like I literally do all of the healing for those three things. It's just, it's, it's wild. Yeah, it's just... It- dumb class it, it is funny so you, you know like for years it felt like they were trying to push mistweaver or just in general i guess like towards this there should be a, a like a person that like uh, buttons that are good for just pumping healing into the tank right yeah and it never worked because either your like your tank is not just a big wall of health anymore exactly and so it it never made sense uh, that, that and like beacon exists good. right like and beacon, beacon exists, exists. <laughs> um man i miss beacon um i'm glad i didn't play brew this tier with no beacon that like i know you don't always get it as brew and you really kind of don't need it but man it is so comfy to have it um but the uh like it's it's funny to me that they finally basically gave 
they they finally put the the wall of HP in that you have to heal. Yeah. And Mistweaver is just like it. Yeah, which and it's it's funny too that like at this point, like our like while our kit still has that ability, like majority of our healing is from like ramping on like a raid wide thing. Like yeah. so it's just like it's a weird thing that we get to do it. But no, it's it's definitely it's a it's fun, I'll say. Uh, in that aspect of it. I thought I would hate healing the ads a lot more, but it's like I'm I'm just glad I don't do the little ads. I will say that. Cause like the one set, there's one wave where two sets of little ads come down. So like yeah. I help with that set. It's terrible trying to target them, dude. Like it's yeah. just like the worst like experience ever. So I I don't envy like our disc and our holy paladin who who handle the little ads. So I've uh I've done heroic firework a couple of times on my disc priest and like it's pretty annoying. Like it's heroic, so you can't rely on the other healers, right? So I'm just going over there and hitting Radiance on it and then hitting the boss and hoping that that does enough. And it really does a lot of healing to them, but it also kind of means you don't have the Radiance to do an actual ramp. Yeah. So you just can't do your normal ramps at all in Phase 2 if you're doing the ads. It's very... like, And maybe you can, and I'm just not good enough at the, the spec, is which is entirely possible. Yeah, um, man. I think I think it's I think it's uh, so difficult. I think it's so. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean I I I even though I am I am okay with my role in P two, I am not okay. Like it doesn't make the fight any better in my mind. I still think this is, and I, I, it's weird. Like I think in another role this is probably a great fight, but as a healer this is like top three worst healer fights they've ever put in the game. Um, and not from like I think it's from a difficulty perspective too, but then also just like an annoyance factor of like, yeah, because like even like oh God, dude, even the first intermission, it's just like I'm having to like heal people in my raid frames, but then also look to see what number ball I need to soak because I'm old. Like there's too many healers, so I'm always I always have one where I have to adjust, and yeah. so like I'm halfway moving, and then if I plant and want to ramp, but I'm slightly off where the orb comes in, I have to like readjust myself and like yeah, it's just. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't handle this fight, dude. And maybe I just need to be better and like be better about my initial positioning. But it's just like I don't. It's too much. <laughs> it it that phase. I think most of the orbs we missed on um, Friday were actually in the area of um, wh- where one of our healers was having to adjust around it. It's a very similar situation where they were like focused on keeping people alive. Yeah, and just missed an orb that went past them or miscounted actually i think was the more common thing and like they went for three but they actually were supposed to get four and they just counted wrong yeah yeah we we, we've wiped a couple of times that where it's and it's it typically happens for us at least when it's like a side is overloaded so like Mm -hmm. where you get like basically like four balls before the middle on one side so it's like yeah and like i've seen it too where it's like literally like red red or it's like typically it's like red purple red 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 purple and like so red three is now like all which is not my number i'm typically number three but it's like all the way in like yeah halfway around the boss where i'm not expecting it so yeah yeah no it's i mean it's a it's a definitely a difficult fight i feel i mean the nerfs i think helped i think they help they'll help a ton in p3 as we start to progress that and yes. i think they've they've made p2 a little bit less forgiving so you get through it a little bit easier or not, not even a little bit i think it's 10 uh, is pretty massive in terms of health our damage you'll need to do and, and 20% in terms of healing. So, um, uh, but yeah, no, I think it's, uh, yeah, hopefully this week is we get 
deeper into P3. Maybe it's a kill if we get if we play really well, but we'll see. I yeah, I'm I will be glad when this is done, and I will never go back into that fight. I think this is like me like kill it once and I'm fine. Like we'll we'll be done here. There are, are a lot of groups that I saw taking breaks after they finished it, and I think some of it was tendril, right? Like you just yeah. don't want to redo tendril. Um, apparently, it's a lot better to rekill now post nerf, but can't blame them. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, no well, and, and Tindal got buffed this week, which we'll talk about, I think, in a second. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, so I guess real quick, we'll we'll start moving into the news. Uh, these nerfs did coincide with Hall of Fame uh, mm-hmm. closing last reset, which uh, also means that Crossrail Mythic is now open. So you can uh, you are are free to go do mythic pugs. Uh, that means that our actually our guild alt mythic can finally get off the ground because nice. a bunch of our our people that would participate in it are now on other realms from the midweek team folding last year, and now you know they're kind of diaspora. They're all over the place. Um, but our alt mythic now finally is going to be pulling some bosses on. on oh, nice. Uh, tomorrow night i guess so yeah i gotta figure out what i'm playing for that we have too many <laughs> we have too many tanks nice nice um and too many healers do we know so, I, that's a quite that's actually a good question well not about the healer thing but um I, that just popped in my head is cross realm mythic going to be a thing next expansion like all the time all the time i believe okay gotcha that's what i for some reason i think like i thought that like hey every restriction is basically deleted right going into war within like guild wise you can be wherever you want like you know yeah faction wise so and and like we would have been in mythic like three four weeks after release on our alts mm-hmm. um if it hadn't been the the cross realm restriction right yeah and that's the kind of thing where like those alts are not going and finding second guilds yeah exactly exactly but we also couldn't like we had you know probably 12 on area 52 and then, like, another 15 scattered across other realms. Oh, very cool. So we, we're nice. going to we're gonna do some Mythic tomorrow. It's going to be fun. That'll be fun. Uh, That'll be fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you mentioned Tintra got buffed. Yes. You know that, that, that thing we talked about? The, f- the where free vigor. The free vigor while you were over the platform? Um, it a, it's it gone. A, it, was a bu- it was a quote-unquote bug. And they deleted it. Like what? Yeah, this yeah. is this is this is stupid. But uh, I so yeah. So basically, at this point, like you will no longer regain your vigor shortly after taking off. Um, and uh, and yeah. So like essentially, you would you were able to basically lift off, get use like your surging forward, right? Yeah. Uh, and then basically, if you're quick, you get off one like smaller surge, right? Yeah. Um, or your whirling surge was the big one, so you could get like a yeah, big surge, and lift then a off, one. whirling surge, and you could get like one more off if mm-hmm. you were quick. Um, but honestly, that last one didn't matter that much. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't huge. So now you can't do that anymore uh, uh, because they've fixed it, yeah. quote unquote. I will say, I I think that this is not as bad as it sounds because basically what was happening is I just ignored that that. You know, you have your your three charges of that ability that gives you a vigor back. Yeah, second wind. Yeah, and I was just ignoring that. Like I, yeah. I wasn't using it at all, basically. Yeah, I mean, now you have to be a little bit more strategic. I think. I mean, before that change went into effect, we basically had a guild rule that like you save those for the second 
the yeah. the two to three transition because that's the more i'd say the more yeah. difficult one in terms of you can use time. one in phase one because it's a three minute cooldown. you use one during the phase one transition and then it's back up during the um during phase two i think because it's like a minute 50 you would be using it yep mm -hmm. and you'd be back up at 450 which i believe is enough time don't quote me on that obviously we we killed it while the bug with vigor was <laughs> there so like i i was i just wasn't even using it because it's it's like on gcd and you just like didn't yeah. need it so i just wasn't using it i hope uh, I, here's my hope for this by the way i hope this is the this is like a consequence of something else they changed elsewhere and not like a targeted change to the fight. Cause like, yeah, it's one of those things that like inherently doesn't like you get there slightly quicker, but it doesn't materially change like the difficulty of the fight. It basically like, it's yeah. like a quality of life type thing I'd say. Cause it gets you up to speed with all your vigor and you can hold that speed through the rest of the flight. But yeah, it is what it is. They've, they have, uh, yeah, they buffed them, buffed tendril slightly. Um, so cool. So next up, um, we've gotten a fairly large post from uh, Miss Holly Longdale. I mean, probably Mrs. Holly Longdale. I actually don't know. Anyway, by Holly Longdale, um, who is, of course, EP slash VP of WoW. Um, and so she put out a, a pretty long post, basically sort of going over um, the roadmap, giving you some updates on some of the really uh, initially upcoming items, a couple of tweaks that they've said they've made. Uh, but she also did highlight, I think, three uh, like key things that they're going to focus on this year with the development team. Um, and so, I mean, I think the the biggest thing is like essentially continue evolving what she calls the living world for all players, which is essentially the interpretation of saying like keep iterating and improving on the classic experience, both season of discovery and you know regular classic uh, like classic cataclysm. Sorry, and then also like basically you know, continuing to deliver in Dragonflight with these neat little patches we have as this ends and, you know, getting into War Within. Um, she talked a little bit about, you know, making sure that the War Within story-wise, uh, was she focused on story, which is interesting, um, sort of one of their more ambitious story elements, um, getting that out the door, uh, yeah. and then basically trying new things. Um, and the third one is the most important, I'll say. Um, or basically, she says try new approaches to how they implement or like look at uh, things like within delivering, you know, content and, and other updates to WoW. Um, and number three is interesting because Season Discovery sort of started this idea of like no PTR or limited PTR, right? Like basically, just go out in the world, you find the things you find. That's sort of what Season Discovery was. Yes. And they are testing this <laughs> with ten to six in retail. <laughs> I was right about this, by the way. I, I called this one. Yeah. Um, did. No PTR for 1026. Yep. Um, that's live when it's... Did they give us a date? I don't think they gave us a date. I don't think yet. Um, but um, it's on the roadmap, it's essentially... Soon, TM. End of winter, like between end of winter, early spring. So you expect maybe the next like, like two, like I would say end of February, beginning weeks. of March. Yeah. yeah, yeah, between like probably roughly like four weeks from now. So yeah, would be my guess. But yeah, so that is that is coming. Um, so yeah, we'll see how this is. This will probably this will be gosh, like the f like since I think PTR became a thing, this will be the first like incremental patch they deliver without ever putting it on PTR. Yeah, uh, which is. Huge. Which is interesting, yeah. We'll uh, we'll 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 see. Um, what they did say though is um, once um, 
once uh once this 1026 patch does go live they will bring up the ptr for season four testing so 1026 isn't necessarily the season four patch it's uh, like the precursor like this sort of mystery content the, they wanted to the, deliver. The, they did say that the content like the assets for mm-hmm. season four are going to be in the um in the 1026 patch but that's not necessarily like final tuning and yeah. everything like that for season four mm-hmm. um the other thing that i want to note just the war within alpha little banner on yep. their roadmap is tucked in between 1026 and season four um alpha, alpha soon which is exciting alpha um soon? we have not i i'm not sure how many we've gotten this is uh nine classes that we've gotten uh we're, we're going to talk today about the hero talents that we got this week i think it's nine total that we've seen so far yep so there's only like one more blog post worth left because there's 14 classes and three in each class. Well, they're not going to reveal. I don't think they're going to reveal all of them, or we'll be here all year. That's true. That's true. I think they're going to do like one per class, and I think they'll do like a bigger post next time. And just do five instead of doing three and then two. That's okay. I get what you mean. Yeah. So it's one per class, and then yeah, they'll do the yeah. the larger reveal yeah. just with alpha coming out. That's fair. That's fair. Um. So yeah. So that's yeah. That is alpha is soon along. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like. It's funny winter winter spring. This this is packed with hopefully some fun stuff coming up. So um, yeah. I think the, the other thing too, just to to note around some of the the just on the roadmap side, right? So you talked about or within you know kind of tucked into this patch, which we're not going to see on PTR um, in the classic space. Um, they did push back Cataclysm Classic Beta um so that that's been pushed back it basically more forward into the spring um so a little bit less we'll say beta time um which i don't think matters drastically too much it's not as big of a deal for for classic especially like the cataclysmic zones are all currently in retail yeah yeah there's not this huge data mining thing that they had to do to reproduce the old zones as they were mm-hmm. um, all the quests are there and everything so the bigger question i think is probably going to be around reproducing the classes as they were rather yep. than anything else um, yeah classes and i think just some revealing design decisions around certain things um so like what they're what they're going to do in certain areas of classic like what's what is the tuning of the cataclysm heroic dungeons as we go in because if you ever played back then, they were notoriously extremely hard and unforgiving. I'll say um, I had a lot of fun with them. Um, yeah. they were they were kind of my jam. Um, but a lot of people went into them expecting to just like spam volley and win the game, and did not have a good yeah. time. Yeah, no, yeah. It was a little. It was probably a, a greater shock than like the vanilla to TBC heroic. Because like going going from vanilla to TBC, there was much more like even those heroics I think were a step up yeah. in difficulty, and then this is even worse. And then it's basically been pretty consistent. Like you you know what you're doing going into any of the other you know expansions after this one. So, um, but yeah, Holly put out a huge post. It's really nice. Um, we'll see how ten two six plays out. I'm excited to get some content that we've never seen before. It seemed to be fun in Cataclysm or sorry in, in Season Discovery. So we'll see how the retail folks like it. Um. So cool. So moving forward a little bit, staying with the retail theme, got a little bit of some bad news here. Um, Skyline, uh, which is the 
I think they're the top or yeah, the number one Chinese raiding guild. Yeah. Um, has officially retired um, from raiding, and so um, they are. You know, I think from a from just a name perspective, Skyline has been you know a name for a while now. I think they started like back in BFA being like you know a pretty top top tier team. Um, you know, always top ten and really. T- like the best team we'll say coming out of like the the asia region it was like them and them and team aster and yeah. Team aster was did not survive shadowlands mm-hmm. if i remember right yeah yeah they did yeah they ended yeah i think it was the final or like the tier before the final tier in shadowlands and then yeah i think they yeah, skyline on the jailer yeah skyline moving forward which skyline notoriously this tier hit their you know Ten, or what was it a thousand tendril pulls yeah the 1k tendril pull guild uh, but yeah they're calling it quits um put out a statement uh just about it um the interesting too is you know of course chinese realms were shut down what is it last year around this time yes. about yes. a year ago so they migrated to the taiwanese realms and and got themselves you know back you know recreated all those characters got themselves back into it um but yeah, no, it's a it's a it's another top level guild that sort of closes and and shuts down. So kind of sucks to see it. They're, to be fair, I think they're you know, the largest reason, or not the largest reason, but you know, the uh, a huge name in the Chinese scene. So it it stinks to see them, yeah, see them go. So yeah, um, it's kind of interesting. There's also been rumors of while coming back to China proper um, mm-hmm. that. Uh, unsubstantiated as of yet, but but rumors because of some stuff from NetEase. So, yeah, that would I, be some awkward timing. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see if they can leverage any of the the Microsoft contacts contacts to right. like, you know, renegotiate this deal. So, um, yeah, yeah. So we did get a question about this. Is uh, just real quick, we can touch on it as we talk about Skyline. The question essentially is like, is it possible for the top guilds like Liquid or Echo to acquire? players from skyline or have people from skyline play with them um and the answer Probably. is yes yeah i mean like that's it, like liquid way way back when they were still limit had a player supreme who played with them and supreme wasn't from china but he was from like singapore or taiwan i want to say some basically similar area of the world but he rated right. with with limit in the u.s so i mean the the ping wise it's like 200 ish ping so it's not terrible yeah. not great but um it's but i would imagine we're like for the race they can fly out to uh california or texas or boston or wherever they're doing it for two weeks yeah right? exactly and as long as there's not this like jailer situation where they're ver- there for like a month again <laughs> unexpectedly yeah, exactly. it's not a big yeah. deal uh, for that to happen, and then they can play on two hundred ping for the rest of the time. It's not, not that not, big not, of a deal. Not as terrible during farm. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, we'll we'll see. I, I I mean, I don't know much about the scene, so like, I don't know if there's even any players that are worth it. Supreme's like literally the only name that I know of from that area yeah. of the world. So, um, it's it's. I mean, I'm I assume there's probably some that would be competitive with their roster, but there's a lot of barriers that like, yeah. They'd have to be, you know, like really good, like I'm fired up kind of tier players to probably justify hurdling all those barriers. Exactly. Yeah, there's like, yeah, I mean, it's like there's not not just like gameplay barriers, but there's probably some language barriers. There's cultural yeah. differences, right? Yeah. There's like 
the ability for like someone in China to play on US servers, which isn't always an issue, but potentially could be for our geopolitical reasons. So yeah, I mean, it, I think it just is what it is. So, um, uh, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, so that is the uh, sort of the update there. Uh, so sucks to see Skyline go under, but uh, wish those guys the best and we'll see if they, uh, see if any of them pop up somewhere else, so. Um, well, cool. Well, let's, uh, let's maybe shift a couple of gears here or shift a total gear here and talk about my favorite version of World of Warcraft currently. Um, season of Discovery. Season of Discovery. So yeah, Season of Discovery had their phase two launch on Thursday. Uh, and I haven't played that much. Um, <laughs> so no, we've got a, I've got a bunch of people, uh, you know, that I, I play games with that are, that are loving it. So Season of Discovery is out. Um, People have seemed to be enjoying it. Um, you know, Wowhead is data mined every rune at this point, so like, didn't last too long. Um, yep. But uh, but no, it seems to be out. No major issues that I've seen. Um, a couple of like awesome quality of life things that are out there, um, which we'll talk a little bit about. But um, but no, um, it launched. Novagon, of course, is the raid. Uh, and you know, speaking of a raid, of course, there's always a race for world first. And uh, the raid was cleared, I think, within like maybe 12 or 15 hours of launch it was it was uh 4 32 a.m uh eastern time that it was cleared and the so 12 hours so because it launched the game at 4 eastern, came yeah. out yeah at, at i want to say 4 eastern yeah so it, it was almost exactly 12 hours it was um, wild so there's this there's a, a little bit of an infamous thing now at, at the conclusion of the race that uh, none of the above was actually so far ahead of everybody else mm-hmm. um, that they spent an hour wiping on Mechjanir Thermoplug, who is the final boss of No Morgan, um, because they didn't realize they had to kick something. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know, like... In classic, there's you can't see people's cast bars, right? Like you can't see hostile cast bars. Mm-hmm, yeah. So there's there's that going on, right? Um, so it's not like in retail where you just see something casting, you go, "Oh, I can kick that." Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then also they had been playing for eleven hours, right? They've been been playing like oh, yeah. all night, and there's like there's absolutely fatigue at that point too, right? You get to the end, um, they. They burned so much of their lead there. They almost lost. The number two clear was nine minutes later. That's so funny. That's wild. Yeah, no, they um, they they crush. I mean, that's wild to get to level forty in like essentially what like ten nine hours, and then going and raid for another like you know two or three. So no, they um, that was. Whew. Props to them. Props to them on the clear. So it seems like yeah. a fun fight. I watched a couple of the fights. Seems like a cool raid. Um, so I'm excited to get in there. I think the the classic stuff does it does it just right. You know, like we've talked a little bit. I've I've equated it to playing like Comp Stomp with the old like StarCraft Two like Brood War yeah. map or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's still I think it's still a lot of fun and it's fun to see like your buddies get loot and stuff like that. So yeah. hats off to none of the above. They uh, they crushed it. Um, which is the a, irony of there being none above, none of the above. Yeah, exactly. Above them. Um, uh, a couple of just quick hits things, just in terms of season discovery. We don't have to spend too much time here. But um, there's a couple of cool uh, like um, 
quality of life things that have been put out by Blizzard. So like most notably, the, the really the nice one is that they've added for all the major um, like buffs, like intellect, fortitude. Um, I think it's even, I don't know if they did it for Mark of the Wild um, or they did it for Mark of the Wild, where basically you, you can find this book that essentially decreases the mana cost of the spell and it increases its duration. Yeah. And that's like, at least going through BFD was always like, the the issue because the buffs only last 30 minutes and the raid takes about 40 ish with a good group so like you basically have to spend like a five minute break you know about 25 minutes in for like your priest to rebuff fortitude on everybody it takes them yes. like two full mana bars to go through yeah um so added a couple of things like that they also added uh there's um, one where like rejuvenation can you can have multiple druids have rejuvenation on you so you it's not just hard trolling to have two rested druids in your group yeah uh, and other kind of like quality of life things like that that not really power level they're also not runes in the way that mm -hmm. like they've introduced some quality of life things through runes mm -hmm. um uh things like you know protection paladin having a better threat stance that that helps them not have mana issues right um these are just like you can go and you can find skill books and you can you can get your quality of life and you can also just have whatever runes you want on top of it exactly yeah so that, that's been that's been super cool to see they also added like a, a rested xp like sleeping bag i didn't put this in the notes but there's like a sleeping bag item that gives you like rested xp just for like sitting in it for three minutes or taking a three minute break uh like laying in it uh, and you can use it with other people like other people can use your sleeping bag if you have it so um there's some cool you know interesting like quality of life stuff they've added to the game um I need to get one of those i'm, I'm yeah, almost level a, 20 now yeah, there's a post on Wowhead. I think you have to be 25 to get it. I don't. Don't oh, quote okay. me on that. So like, okay. but yeah. Um, but you have the 50%. I, I do have anyway. the 50% yeah. XP buff up to level 25, which yeah. is definitely speeding things along. Um, oh, yeah. Finally, I, I should have like several levels ago gone over to Silver Pine and started questing there. And now I've finally done it. And a bunch of the quests that I would have been doing are now right. gray. Yeah. yeah that's the thing that i always forget about leveling in in classic is like you you have to move zones even if you're not fully done one like you yeah yeah you have to move on to the next you move one, over so. come back like i reached the point that i was like getting the quillboard quests and the barons and i went over there and it's like these are too high level for me right now <laughs> exactly, to, yeah. to be like i could kill them but it, i need 60 quillboard tusks right and i have to like eat after every fight as a rogue while i fight them because i'm too low level for it yeah yeah it's oh dude it's awful it would be extremely tedious yeah so um so you know it's uh it's yeah it's good fun so far like i said i think i for right now i think the i think it's a good it's been fun playing again i'm still really interested to see what they do at max level with this if they yes. if they make that jump to four because I, I i already know the group of people i play with if they jump to 40 man raids those guys are out because like we don't want to deal with like 30 other people so yeah um but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, cool. Maybe one final thing, uh, not one final thing before we get into the hero talents discussion is uh, Archon been doing a bit of work over there. So Warcraft Logs, of course, their site, Archon, um, been truck or been sort of going a little crazy. So uh, they have acquired Subcreation, uh, which if you're not familiar, was the mythic, primarily mythic plus, but I think they also did raid uh, rankings, but they did the first sort of, Subcreation was the first site to really put together based on um, Mythic Plus runs, essentially provide like doing some sort of tiering and showing a bunch of different statistics from uh, those runs. So like what talents most people are running, what comps are good, and then, you know, tiering the classes based on the runs, which I don't, 
I don't want to talk about that because I don't agree with that. But at least the data they presented under that was very good. Yeah. Um, and then so subcreation sort of goes essentially away, but they they have incorporated a lot of what they're doing and some of the concepts of what they're doing into the Archon version of you know, their Mythic Plus. And I guess maybe some some of their raid builds, but um, yeah, raid stuff. It, but, oh, sorry, no, sorry. Yeah, it's go. so. I'm one of the ones that's been working a lot on this. This started actually, um, and you can read. Um, wow, I cannot believe I am blanking on their name. Alcaraz. Alcaraz, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Alcaraz reached out uh, to to us after Archon was released because uh, they were going to have to do a really significant overhaul to the code for subcreation. Um, February 1st, basically, in order to keep it running. And they were like, well, I don't, A, don't super want to do that, and B, like, Archon is kind of, like, doing the same thing that Subcreation is anyway. Yeah. Um, but we're doing it with a lot more data. We have access to the complete data set that we can use for this stuff, whereas stuff like Subcreation and other similar sites are basically sampling the top end. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can, we can do, do some more things with that. Um, it's been very interesting seeing the response to, uh, subcreation going down. It's, um, I don't know what your thoughts are. So the, I, I'll, I, I have no shame. This is like when, when this was posted in our discord, uh, this was my initial response. So all that was posted was the archon.gg news post about it. Yeah. One minute after I said, so you made the product worse, question mark, nice, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, to be fair, like, here's the thing. Like, I, 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 my biggest issue with this, and I've told, I've told you, I've, I've said this here on this podcast, I've told you this, I've told, you know, we talk about it. One of the, my guild yeah. members also works at Warcraft Logs. I hate the tier list. Oh I just, yeah, I think I think the automated idea of doing a tier list. Oh, is, so when you say you made the product worse, you mean you made Archon worse by bringing in more tier yes, lists? Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah, what I meant. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. And so, like, it's that's my biggest issue with it. So, like, whatever, like, personal, my personal opinion is that, like, I just don't like those things because I, I don't think yeah. there's enough. In, like, you can't infer certain things from just the data, right? Yeah. And so, like. Most people, if you think about this enough, will realize this, but the large majority of a community won't. So in any event, that's my biggest issue with it. But I think in general, from like a business decision move, getting, because I think is my understanding is like Alcaraz is going to provide you guys with feedback, right? In terms of like... Has actively been for like yeah, a month. Yeah. yeah. So I think in that regard, that's a huge amount of like knowledge you get to implement into Archon. So from a business decision, love it. Huge fan, yeah. like great business decision to say, like you take a person who's doing something very similar to you, they don't want to do anymore. You get all that knowledge, right? Yeah. Which is just awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tier list wise, that's what I mean. I joked about it. <laughs> there's like, been, yeah, there's been a lot of like UI UX issues that have come through post like announcement. Um, mm-hmm. Like one of the things we realized as people were giving feedback after the announcement is how much of the initial screen space is taken up by things that are not the thing you're trying to look at. Yeah. Right? Like we had the big Archon logo at the top of the page that now is no like it's there on the landing page but it's not there on the rest of the pages um and that saves a bunch of screen space there's other things like we've uh, we've done a bunch of work uh on the navigation between pages to make it easier to see what's actually there because it turns out that people not just don't scroll they don't even see the scroll bar (laughs) 
And yeah. so they pull up the page and they go, this doesn't have any information on it. Where's all the information? Exactly. Um, so a bunch of navigation improvements there to make it faster and easier to jump around between stuff. And just like lots of changes. Uh, there's still like, there's a contingent of people that really want... I don't know. It's a very, some very confusing feedback where like people feel like they were getting really like detailed statistics from subcreation, but they weren't. Like, I don't know if they were looking at the same website that I was sometimes. That's so that, that, that goes to my, one of the biggest things I learned, at least in business, the parallel here is that it doesn't matter what your data says. If you make it look better than the next person, people like your data more. Even if your data isn't as but, thorough or yeah. is thing, yeah. it's like it's very much a there's there's a there's a level of like visually visual like in this case it's probably visual familiarity, right? With the yeah. way that subcreation presented yeah. things. So like, yeah, you're gonna you're definitely gonna have a fight against that. Is like people expect to see things in a certain way yeah. and they put trust in that. That's what they've known for the past. What it helps yeah. subcreation's been around for like what? five six years right a long time yeah like a decade it's 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 a fixture throughout community so it's it is very um bittersweet like obviously this is good for archon um but it's also like this has been such a stable point in the wow community for years and years and years uh it does suck to uh to see that shut down even though we're like incorporating some of the stuff like we got a bunch of input from from Alcaraz and like our tier list algorithm is changed now to implement basically what Alcaraz had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the only adjustments really are to accommodate for the fact that we have the complete data set. Yep. Not just a, you know, top 500, top 1,000 of each key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so things like that. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, still sucks to see it go. Yeah, no, it sucks to see it go. And I think, I think you'll always like, there's, there's also too, I think you guys are going to fight like some of the sediment I heard, like less around feedback about the actual site, but like more about, to be fair, I just literally read the comments on Wildhead and people were like, great, there goes another one. Like, guess someone using like, well, there's some other site like Merlin. I saw people, oh my God. I, yeah. the thing that got <laughs> me the most, I was, I was reading this, the competitive file subreddit, which is sometimes it's a mistake. A, it's such a terrible idea, but yeah. Um, I saw people recommending U.GG, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Hold on, I think I literally said, "Oh, did I say that to Argo?" I wanted because I think I mentioned like, "Well, now I guess I got to use U.GG." Like, I saw I, people, at that point. I kind of like, started laughing. It's Reddit, right? You don't know if people are being serious or if they're being facetious, but yeah. they were getting upvoted. So, like, there's some degree of somebody being serious about it. Oh my god, yeah! Like it's the so funny. the whole reason that we actually started working on Archon is U.GG using our data super badly. Yeah, yeah. Like you, the the infamous like three tier piece bear from last season yeah and things like you would go to their brewmaster page and it would be like here's the best build parses two (laughs) and like you're like dude like come on like some thought here yeah no i think i did make a u.gg joke in that in my little assessment of this when we were talking about it but no i I think ultimately i like there there is a there is a non-zero number of people and probably a large significant number of people that like this type of stuff um and i think 
putting together a product that you know you guys have all the data it makes sense to do it and incorporating you know knowledge from someone who's been doing it for basically forever yeah. it's just an awesome business move particularly if he was going away anyway right like if, yeah if it wasn't gonna because i i mean i think the feedback i got you said yeah it was like it wasn't just like a minor update to the site it was like hey we gotta oh, yeah we gotta the, take this from the ground up again <laughs> it, it's like a python 2 uh, i mean this is if if you know the python because it's like a python 2 to python 3 kind of level change oh, yeah. where like yeah. for some people it was easy and i don't i think for sub creation it was not going to be an easy migration yeah yeah so um so yeah. yeah it makes sense to keep that knowledge around so no it's i mean that's awesome um for you guys <laughs> there's so. also like related season discovery got support on on archon this week i'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about yeah. it because like the main thing is just you can see what runes people are using which I think is like the, uh, the coolest part, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what people want more than anything else. It's like you go in, you can see like, okay, like 80% of, of people are playing, you know, this rune. And there's a lot more variety in people playing, you know, w these other runes. Some some different choices people are making. And there's yeah. one that's like 50-50 for, for ranged hunters. So, yeah. Um, but that's a... Uh, thing we haven't switched it over to Nomergan data yet i don't think because there's not enough of it there might actually be as of today but there was not yesterday gotcha well cool well awesome yeah, i can't wait to see more more updates over there at archon at archon for sure um well, cool we only have about five minutes we, we sort of went a little bit All long right. on that so we've got hero talents right yes and we've got the mage ones that honestly they're irrelevant and the druid ones i don't know if you looked at them I did not. I didn't. So of all of them, I didn't look at. I didn't realize Druid got released. I thought there was a different fourth class. <laughs> they they released the Druid. Keeper of the Grove ones and it's like updated. And I heard nothing about either of those, except yeah. like the only thing that I heard about is Oracle Priest, and that's what we're going to talk about for the next five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the priest uh, the priest hero talents were released. So Oracle Priest um, is the uh holy it is discipline. disc holy disc yeah sorry yeah holy disc uh talent tree um and based on the talent tree uh there is a lot of buffs to a fairly iconic priest ability some may know it as um power infusion um and so a lot of the hero talents center around uh basically power infusion and so if you are fan yeah. of power infusion you will like this if you're not a fan of it um maybe not so yeah this yeah. seems like blizzard doubling down on power infusion as like a buff that priests bring and i i will say that like i i did watch jack jack uh jack put out a video on this um and i actually watched like i watched oh, it and we got we got hunter as well i could oh yeah dark ranger yeah didn't hear anything about it. The priest one, I think, was like dominated the news cycle in terms yes. of like just the like Twitter and, and that type of stuff. But um, but yeah, Jack put out a video on it. I mean, I think the problem is it just it doubles down into it doubles down into power infusion, which is like a very polarizing ability, right? Like it is yeah. cool that you can buff other people. It is uncool that like as a priest, you're essentially like a buff bot that you didn't sign up to do that. So yeah yeah so like the the what the what the hero talent tree does is uh the first thing you get is this ability premonition that replaces power infusion and this is actually i i have some thoughts on this so basically this is like your twisted fate cards from league of legends if you've if you've played that you push a button 
and then you get like this rotating red, blue, yellow, red, blue, yellow. It always goes in a consistent order, but it starts from a different card mm-hmm. every time you push the button. And you push the button again to pick one of them, and you get something based on that. Um, I, it's either you push the button again, or you... Uh, yeah, I think you lock it in, which was a fate. It's been a while since I've played League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with this, you push Premonition. It starts rotating through Solace, Insight, and Glory. And what these buffs are, Solace is increase the target's healing received by 25%, which is basically useless, so that's just a dead one. Like, maybe it's useful on, like, the trees on Fyrag. Like, it's extremely niche. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Then you have Insight, which increases the target's magic damage dealt by 10% for 10 seconds, which is just, like, any caster, it's just 10% damage. Um, Anybody else, it's just worse, so you always put it on the caster. And you have Glory, which increases your target's physical damage dealt by 10% for 10 seconds, which is actually just worse than insight because nobody does pure physical damage yeah um and so uh probably doesn't work with pets so like you probably don't put this on warlocks you probably don't put this on hunters you definitely don't put it on unholy dks because they're split between physical and magical it's very different in the sense of like who's a good target for it but not in a great way it probably just boils down to putting it on a mage for their arcade burst right is like the the only good way to use this that is true um because A, that, that entire burst window fits in 10 seconds. And mm-hmm. B, it's all magic damage. So you just put insight on it and you get max value. Um, there's a bunch of other talents in the tree, most of which don't matter. Um, there's a couple like Disc Priest uh, increases the duration of into- atonement by one second, which is actually kind of nice. Uh, that, that can do some things to their ramps uh, that mm-hmm. are pretty impactful. So that may be an impactful talent in like beyond Premonition itself. Um, and then you get down towards the bottom of the tree and there's stuff, um, things like increasing the duration of premonition, which is a choice node with like increasing the effect if, yep. the div- if you don't use the same premonition multiple times in a row. Uh, there's a choice node that makes premonition a shorter cooldown. Notably, uh, currently at least, Arcane Mage is on a 45-second cycle. Uh, big burst, little burst, big burst, little burst. Um, so in a like uh, kind of target dummy scenario, you can you can burst on Arcane Mage every 45 seconds. Premonition putting that like Premonition being a 50-second cooldown, get pretty close to that. Yeah. Um, and then there's the Capstone Node, which is the the title of this episode. There's a riff on that. <laughs> Clairvoyance. Uh, Premonition has a low chance to grant you Clairvoyance, which grants your target and two nearby allies all the effects of Premonition at 100% effectiveness. And that, like, on the one hand, we joke about Titan forcing power infusion. Um, but it actually kind of doesn't do anything. It's just, it's like, if you, if, it, if it's not the buff, like, it doesn't, like, it's... It- <laughs> Like what, happen- like, what happens when you give increased magic damage to a warrior? Like, what happens if, little. like, that, like, it's, I, it, I mean, I, <laughs> well, the, I, don't, the I don't only, know what to think about this. Like, the only one that, like, actually kind of matters is that if you, do, if you opt out of the reduced cooldown on Premonition, the other choice in that node is that Premonition can now trigger two additional effects. Brilliance, which increases, or re- restores 5% of their max mana. Yeah. And urgency, which increases your target's haste by twelve percent for ten seconds. So, getting twelve percent haste plus 
you know, 10% magic damage, obviously better than getting either one. Um, I yeah. don't know how that interacts with the cards kind of system. It's it, just also, add, it just adds them. So literally yeah. instead of rotating through three, you rotate through five. It it also, like, there's one more talent I didn't mention, which can cause you to generate an extra stack of premonition, like mm-hmm. like having two charges of it. If you've played Shadow Priest, they have this thing where like a proc can give you an extra charge of an ability temporarily as a way to like kind of not force you to have the ability on cooldown 100% of the time or waste the proc. Right. Um, so that kind of thing. Um, I don't know. On the whole, like there's this whole card thing, which I think is a mistake, honestly, from how WoW plays. Like Twisted Fate in League of Legends has basically two buttons in combat mm-hmm. and um he, like his third button is was a passive again it's been a long time since i played it was a passive um and so you had one button that was on like a 15 second cooldown then you had your like pick a card ability it was on like a six second cooldown and mm-hmm. you had a passive and you had an ultimate it was a, a, just a map wide teleport that was on like a three minute cooldown yeah and so you're you're basically the only thing you're doing most combats is just managing that one thing it's like yeah cycling cards yeah yeah um that could not be further from how healers play it well no and like i just i just thinking about this in the context of like if this ability was in fire like it would be so annoying to have to put up this ability if like you had to wait for like if you had to wait through a full cycle so like Whatever card you wanted, it was like the third one on the list you were going to get. So you had to yeah. wait those whatever three, four seconds. Yeah. You're now three, four seconds delayed in your dispel. You're three, four seconds delayed in your ramp. Like it yeah. just becomes a it, like just a awful situation. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, and then and it's, actually the thing that gets me too. The capstone note is a chance to just like ignore the, what you chose and do everything. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't think it's. I think it's just to like whatever you choose. Two extra people get it. No, uh, all the effects of premonition. Oh, it's a Well, you're the ally. Oh, so I guess that makes sense then. So like your main target gets whatever you selected, but the two extra people get everything. I think it's everybody gets everything. Like all three of them get everything. Oh, well, it's true. a it's a draft of a tooltip, right? Wow, yeah. wow, tooltips infamously uh, vague. That's true. Uh, so who who really knows? Uh, I think there was a dev interview that gave more insight into into how this works, which is how we know it follows the twist of fate card yeah. style. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I think I, ultimately my issue with this entire tree, right, is they've basically centered on an ability that is extremely polarizing in the community, yes. and that like to me this it's essentially like there are different types of abilities because we didn't really talk about like dark ranger or frostfire mage right which are yeah um the other two ones that were released but dark ranger uh, quickly like centers around black arrow right which is a an ability that that they've had like hunters have had in the past but sort of the entire tree is like adding this new ability and sort of buffs and how it interacts with the two specs mm-hmm. that it shares i think it's beast mastery and marksman are the the two specs yeah. that share dark ranger so like that's interesting it's a new ability from your hero talents and then like you get buffs and, and different and interactions there with it it's bringing back kind of elements of um the Venthyr ability for hunters that you know people really liked so it's actually bringing back like something that people were a big like two things that people were a big fan of a black arrow very common thing that people ask to have back 
mm-hmm. um, like casual players asked to have back. And then also the Venthyr ability, which was a th- fun thing that like the kind of higher end spikier players enjoyed. Um, and so you bring those two things back and it's pretty generally positive. I've not seen anything bad really about Dark Ranger. Yeah, and, and similar Frostfire Mage, the infusion of like Frost and Fire Mage and like a lot of the yeah. buffs there make Pe- sense in terms of like buffing People one versus the other. People like Frostfire Bolt. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, 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 my concern with all this, having not played any of the, like we don't, I don't really play those classes, but for monks specifically is for them to take an ability and like center the entire tree around it and then it be the wrong, like the wrong. That's my like, concern about the invocation sense, like the the description one of the one of the monk trees was basically centered around sounded like it was centered around celestials conduit of the celestials um and i am afraid of them picking invoke Miazow. yeah that would suck without yeah. significant changes to invoke Miazow. yeah no and i think i mean similarly like if they center things around essence font like if like i for maybe it's like the Windwalker yeah. and like you know Mistweaver Tree, whatever that one ends up being, and there's like an AOE component to it, so it's like yeah, it becomes an Essence Font centric tree if you're on the Mistweaver side. Just yeah, it's yeah. uh, I don't know. I we'll we'll see how it goes, but it seems like this is the case of like Blizzard is either on on it or off it, and like yeah, and I'm typically this if that's the case with monks, they're generally off it. I'd say they're past <laughs> in the past. So I I, I think this tree. Even setting aside the whole like power infusion thing, mm-hmm. I think mechanically it's probably a dud. Like I think that the card selection thing is just not going to work very well in WoW mm-hmm. with yeah. the way that healers actually function. I think there's too much other stuff going on. Like it, and especially like if you let it rotate and you miss your card because you like get distracted by by dodging something, right? Then you have to wait another three seconds to get it, and you've basically now wasted your premonition. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, particularly, like, I don't know. Did they talk about this? I don't know if you know this, but, like, are you locked into only doing the card thing for those three seconds? Like, can you, could, like, can I cast I other heals or I other spells? I you can cast other spells, but... Okay. Yeah, we'll um, That'll just be awkward, I'll say, so... Yeah, and uh, it's very funny to me. It's just it's still funny to me. You get to the end, and the end node is, like, okay... It, there's a little bit this little teensy hint of like wait maybe this card thing is actually bad what if we just let you ignore it sometimes <laughs> randomly what? though so like we're not going to tell randomly. you we're going to let you ignore it but like randomly yeah. you're going to ignore it so like even though you just spent yeah. three seconds waiting to get the exact card you wanted we're just going to say <laughs> screw you we'll give you everything anyway it's like yeah. what the fuck i, yeah. I like I, I i think that they could do a power infusion one and honestly i would not want it but I could understand doing it. Um, yeah. I I don't think this is it. I think that on a mechanical level, premonition is not good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even the people that want something are, I mean, maybe there's like I don't know. Johnny Johnny Casual wants this and wants there to be a mini game where they stop stop healing people and just like focus on their buff. Mm-hmm. And like, fine, okay. Maybe maybe there are players like that. I don't know. I think that on a mechanical level, though, this is just going to be a very annoying thing to play and unfortunately like just because of the like balance of the game it's probably the one that every healer priest takes yeah Uh, unless the the other nodes or other hero tree options are 
just so powerful that they outweigh bringing more damage, like a lot more damage in some cases. Like the Arcane Mage case, making your Arcane Mage basically do 10% more damage is just way better than anything else you could do. Oh, yeah. No, I would agree. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, we'll see if they make any adjustments to these things. And then I think the biggest thing is we'll see. Hopefully we get a preview of some of the monk stuff in like the next week or so, right? Um, yeah. As we get a little bit closer to to alpha and that detail, so yeah but cool so yeah that's uh i mean i kind of like would have liked to spend more time talking about like dark ranger or frostfire mage but honestly like <laughs> it's, I, they're like, just I, not relevant compared to Ar- oracle priest it's just yeah. like everything. they're not polarizing it seems like people are enjoying the direction there's probably minor things if you play that spec in detail or that class you know that class detail you'd want either adjusted or changed but it's not like a hey, I don't want this to be a thing ever. Like, I hate ev- yeah. all whatever. How many nodes are there? There's, what, 11 nodes? Like, I hate yeah. all 11 of these nodes. <laughs> there, there's some, there's some interesting... Like, I brought up the Atonement one. That actually is the That's kind of true. thing that would be super impactful for for just priest ramps. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some some ones as well where, like, giving you an extra charge of it, of, uh, of power infusion, basically, over time. That's kind of a cool thing. They could rebuild the power infusion tree and basically, like focus on letting you put out more power infusions on people yeah like you already can't stack power infusion but like imagine if the power infusion tree is actually about instead of making your power infusion this like slot machine uh the the power infusion tree focuses on letting you pi more of your raid like that's cool and i think a lot of people would get behind that because one of the sticking points of power infusion is just always that one person gets it Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah. yeah we'll see what they do we'll see what happens but yeah i don't this first this first piece not the not the best <laughs> this is the first hero talent tree that i've seen that i'm like this is probably like entirely in the bin before before yeah. we hit release yeah that's fair like, there's a couple of notes in here that i think we'll we'll see release and i don't think the core concept of the tree will actually make it yeah uh, I, I hope not i hope not power infusion tree fine this one, not it. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but yeah, I think that is going to be it for our show today. Uh, <laughs> I'm still just like shocked. I can't get <laughs> over it. Uh, anyway, that is going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for watching and or listening. And if you want to support it and the uh, and the work that we do over at peakofstrategy.com, you can do that at our Patreon at patreon.com slash And of course, come and join the Discord. It is the best place to ship post about Titan Forging Power Infusion. And F1. And F1. And F1. <laughs> uh, here, here's, a, here's a fun one. Which, which F1 driver would benefit most from Power Infusion? Uh, Lewis Hamilton, because he needs all the help he can get to catch Max. <laughs> <laughs> I I know those names. I don't know anything about them. <laughs> Lewis is considered the greatest driver of all time. Max is the current three-time champion. So okay, I'm a huge okay. Max fan, and Lewis is old and washed. That's, that's Max Verstappen. Yeah, Max Verstappen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. See ya.